good to see everybody here this morning. I hope something that is said will be beneficial to you in your Christian walk. Um, I'm going to be talking about something that's on everybody's mind right now, uh, and that's her speech. Uh, I've, I get uh, pop-ups on my phone with news and everything on it, and uh, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of hate in the world, especially in this country. And uh, it's something that I believe that it's going to get worse. You know, people, we, we, we're still dealing with COVID. I mean, we're about to rack up a year of different types of quarantine and, and things of that nature. So uh, people have lost jobs. You know, their businesses have closed. Uh, you've, you name it, 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 it's pretty much happened. People are angry. They Politics. People are angry, and as Christians, can we remain calm and be a voice of reason to the world, to the people that are around about us? And that's that's really what this uh, this lesson is about. We need to choose our words carefully. They don't need to be words that that uh, that bring people down. They need to be uplifting, and they need to reflect. Our faith in Christ. I want to begin with choosing our words wisely and not making the situation worse. Proverbs 15, verse number 1 says, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. How is your speech towards others on a daily basis? You know, we, uh, oftentimes we're just with, with uh, co-workers, with friends, with family, we're we get a lot of times we get drawn into to people's rants. You know, I've I was uh, I was at a, a fire meeting last week. Uh, there was a lot of rants. Um, people people were angry about one thing or another, and it's it's very easy to just chime in and just I mean this snowball is going downhill quick before you know it. We need to be careful with what we say. People are angry, you know, whenever, whenever your spouse is yelling at you, it does not do any good to yell back. Okay, I, I, Braun has uh, told me time and time again that I'm yelling, and I don't yell, I just use my outside voice whenever I'm inside. And that's just, sometimes that's how, you know, I, I work with cattle, so I get to yell a lot, so that just, it, it bleeds over into my conversation a lot of times, but uh, Braun said one of, the, one of the things that she read, I, I don't know if it was on Pinterest or what, but she, on something about parenting, she said little toddlers and everything are just having an outrage, just yelling and screaming. He said, if you'll just whisper, they'll shut up long enough to, to try to hear what you just said. Sometimes that's what we need to do with people. You know, a calm answer to their rants and being quiet be not conformed be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good a good verse Romans 12 21 not throwing fuel on the fire that's what I think of whenever I read this verse is you know me putting my two cents in usually isn't the best idea we need to choose our words wisely 
and, and not say something that, that we might regret. Ecclesiastes 3.7 says, A time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, a time to speak. I, have you ever gone away from a conversation which, you know, thinking, man, I, I really should have said this. That would have been, that would be, if I would have just said that, and, and I find myself thinking, you know, if I just would have kept my mouth shut instead of putting my foot in it, that whole conversation could have gone a completely opposite direction, and it could have ended a lot better than what it did. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. I think of grace uh, just closing up deer season. I think of deer, you know, running in our country, covered in shinnery oak, plum thickets, and I've never seen such a graceful creature just bounding effortlessly through a pasture. And that's what I think of whenever I think of grace. I think of a conversation and having that, that smoothness to your voice and being able to speak with people with kindness and love and not, not always turn around wishing that you hadn't said what just came out of your mouth. We need to choose our words wisely because we will give account of them. Matthew 12, 36 and 37 says, But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. I, uh, many of you might not know, but I grew up with two sisters. I had one that taught me to not talk back. It wasn't my parents that taught me that. It was, it was my older sister because I saw what happened whenever you talked back with her. We have to give account of our words, you know. And a lot of times it's best if those words are fewer and farther between. Our words also need to be uplifting. Like I said, people... People are down. People need to be lifted up and, brought, and not brought further down. We are confronted with someone who is, having a, is hating on the world around them, government, politics, COVID. We don't need to be the ones gropping and complaining and jumping on the bandwagon with them. We need to minister grace into the hearers. In the conversation, we need to speak God's word, grace, and his love towards us. That's what Ephesians 4, 29, 32 talks about. You know, whenever you, that corrupt communication proceeding out of your mouth, to speak those things which are good and edifying. You know, how many times have you gone into a conversation thinking, man, I really, I really got lifted up by that conversation. It seems like the, the, the more people that I'm around, it seems like the, the conversation usually always, here lately has always been going in a negative direction. It hasn't gone in a positive direction, an uplifting direction. Verse number so, uh, 30 of Ephesians 4.29 said, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness 
and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. People living in this world, that's what they have. They have that bitterness, they have that wrath, they have that anger. That's what's inside of them. That's what's fueling them. And it, it's, res, it's resulting in a lot of poor choices, bad actions. If we don't help put that fire out, it gets out of control. We need to be the voice of reasons. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. I like sugar. You can tell from my girlish figure. Sugar is something that I, that I, I like, I crave. Are your words like that? Are they sweet like honey? Are people pleased whenever they see you, knowing that, that sweet, kind words are going to flow out of your mouth? Or they look at you and say, well, there comes the sailor. Get ready for it. Words need to be uplifting. Ephesians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I want to ask you something. Whenever you squeeze an orange, what do you get? When you squeeze a lemon, what do you get? Whenever you squeeze a Christian, what do you get? If these things aren't in you, if they're not in your mind, and you have negative thoughts, negative feelings towards others, whenever you're squeezed, what's going to come out? The negativity is. Anger, whenever you, you, you know what it's like, you've been around people that are just in a foul mood all the time. They're just, it's, it's not necessarily depression, it's just, they're just kind of bitter and sour. And have you seen that same person whenever they get mad and upset? Whenever they get pushed and poked a little bit? Then they're really unpleasant to be around. We need to put these things in our lives. Those things that are pure and lovely and good. We need to put God, have Him in the forefront of our mind. That way whenever you're squeezed, God comes out. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We can't let this world pull us down. We can't conform to it. We can't give in to it. And, and, and don't get me wrong, we do need to understand what's going on in the world round about us. I'm not saying that we just don't care about those things. If we just completely put them off and do not care about them whatsoever, then we don't know what our neighbor is going through. 
the bad and the ugly stuff that they're, they're feeling because of the world, we'd have no idea. We can't help them. We have to have a, an understanding of what is around about us, but we cannot let it weigh us down. We need to have a good perspective being uplifting. Colossians 3, 1, 2 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, and set your affections on things above, not on things on the, on the earth. Heaven. Heaven is our home. That's where our treasure is laid up. That needs to be in the forefront of our minds, our focus. If we're focusing on that, like I said, whenever we're squeezed, that's what's going to come out. It's what's most prevalent in our mind. We need to be a voice. We need to be a voice of reason. We need to be a voice that, that people hear, and it's, it's different. You know? Brother Beverage is talking a little strange, you know? He's uplifting. While I'm around him, he says good things. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. You want to help somebody get out of a funk? Start telling them things about Christ, good things, Scripture, reminding them of their home in heaven. You want to stop somebody from cussing at you? Look them right in the eye and tell them God loves you, even though he got a horrible mouth. I did that once. It didn't end quite like I thought it would, but they weren't cursing anymore either. These words that are in the Bible are very powerful. Very, very powerful. And it needs to be what comes out of our mouth. We are the voice, and our words need to have purpose. Matthew 28, 19, and 20 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. The Great Commission to go and teach. Whenever you're carrying on a conversation with someone, is it teaching them? I've had, I've, I've been very, very blessed in my life to have known a lot of really good teachers. I had, uh, I had good teachers growing up. I had good teachers in the military. My uncle Clint is an excellent teacher. There are many other teachers here in this room that are very good. Started thinking about teachers. You know, that's that's one of the commandments that all Christians are given is to go and teach. So what makes up a good teacher? A good teacher needs to be able to explain, explain things. In order to do that, they need to have a, an understanding of the subject. They need to have knowledge. They need to have wisdom to be able to apply that knowledge. 
And one of the most important things is they need to have patience. Been around, being around negative people day in and day out, you get tired of it real quick. You get tired of the same old conversation about hating the world and, and being a downer. You can't give up on these people. You still need to be that voice of reason. You need to be that voice that lifts them up, that helps them to carry on in their day-to-day -day living. In order to do that, you need to be a good listener to understand what they're going through. That way you can help them. As Christians, our speech needs to reflect that. We need to lift one another up, encourage one another. Our voice needs to reflect our faith. It be a shining light that leads people to Christ. Our purpose on this earth is to spread the gospel. Are you using your daily words to do that? I'd like you to get out a Bible. You have one. Bring this lesson to an end. Turn with me to Matthew 13, verses number 24. This is a parable of the weeds. Kind of been on social media a little bit. I try to stay away from it, but one of the things that, that brought on this lesson, some of the things that you see on there, but Matthew 13, verse number 23, excuse me, 24. It says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while the men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among that wheat and went his way. When the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, there appeared the tares also. So the servant of the household, householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest I will say unto the reapers, Gather eat together first the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them but gather the wheat into my barn I see Christians that are getting choked out by the tares, by the weeds by the world what is your voice doing to help them are you lifting them up are you encouraging them You know, to, to encourage somebody to, to keep running their race, it's a hard thing to do day in and day out. I mean, we you get, it. it's constant. You know, people are constantly having problems. I believe it's in uh, 
Romans 15, verse number 1, says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Are you strong? Are you strong enough to help those that are weak? To help them outgrow the weeds, the world that's round about us? Encourage them, lift them up. The thing is, you have to be strong. See, you have to be strong up here in the mind. You have to be right with God, because if you're not right in the mind, it's not going to come out right from your mouth. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.